Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Glory to God. You know, I'm not going to say anything to you tonight that you probably don't already know about rejoicing, but I'm hoping it will encourage you. Because to rejoice is one of the basic fundamentals of your Christian walk. If you can't learn to rejoice, you will never succeed. You will have success here and there. But if you're going to have continued, ongoing, consistent, 100% of the time effective living in this world, you have to rejoice. You have to learn to be a rejoicer. Now, you know, when I look at certain words in the Bible, there is thanksgiving, there is praise, and there is rejoicing. And on the surface, you might think that they all really mean the same thing. And fundamentally, they do. But I'm telling you what, there's something about the word rejoice. It is praise on steroids. It is praise on steroids. You know, it's easy to say, praise you, Lord. Oh, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Then there's, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And then there's rejoicing that does, one of those. There's something about rejoicing. In Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, let me find my glasses. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Deuteronomy 28. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If, if you read the first part of this, of this chapter, man, it's wonderful. The blessings of Abraham, the blessings that will come on you. You know, God commands you in the storehouse to be, to be blessed and all you set your hand to and blessed coming in and blessed going out, all that kind of good stuff. But I tell you what, in, in verse 47, it says, Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness and with gladness of, of heart for the abundance of all things. See, they had, they had been in a place of abundance. God was pronouncing abundance on them. But because they did not serve the Lord their God with joyfulness and gladness of heart, then their enemies were going to overtake them. This is a picture of a lot of Christians today. Much has been provided. There is an abundance of all things that God has provided, and yet people do not enjoy them because they do not serve the Lord with joyfulness and gladness of heart. The amplified version of that says, you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness of mind and heart in gratitude for the abundance of all with which he has blessed you. Instead, people have a tendency to want to look around and focus on the bad. They want to focus on the trial. They want to focus on the test. They want to focus on all the woe is me stuff. It's a picture of all of us at one time or another. We are all guilty of this. Nobody has, has, has managed to do this 100% of the time. But it's a goal we should attain to. 
Hallelujah. Go with me to James now. James, hallelujah. The very first chapter of the book of James. You can probably quote it for me already. Verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy. How much? All. When you fall into divers temptations. I've written in here, test, trials, afflictions. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. Do you want to find yourself in a place of lacking nothing? Count it all joy. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it feels like. It doesn't matter what somebody else says. You still have to count it all joy. Count it joy. Why? The trying of your faith works patience. Listen, if you don't ever have anything to come up against, you will never develop your faith. For that, I can be truly grateful. Coming out of something, you know, some of the hardship in life, coming out of some situation, you know, that seemed overwhelming at some point in time, you know, I look back and I go, man, I'm glad that's behind me. But I look at that and go, I'm not the same coming out of that that I was when I went into it. The trying of my faith works because you count it all joy. Because you know there's somebody who's got your back. Somebody who's already given the answer before you had a need. Somebody who sent the answer just as soon as you asked. Just as soon as you requested. The answer came. And we just get ourselves into a place where we just get so discouraged because it didn't happen in five minutes. Because it didn't happen in five days. Because it didn't happen in five weeks. Five years. Does it matter the length of time? No. It says count it all joy. It didn't just say for a particular amount of time. It said count it all joy. Because let me tell you, when it, when it looks at here in the verse 4, it says that ye may be in perfect and entire Lacking nothing. What it tells me is pure joy equals pure victory. Woo! Glory to God. You're going to get in a place where your joy is full. You're the one who has to keep it full. It's nobody's job but yours to keep it full. If it's not full, it's nobody else's responsibility, nobody else's fault. You can't blame it on anybody else. Well, they did this and they did. No, 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 no. It's up to you to make sure your joy level stays where it needs to be. Well, has this ever worked for anybody? Yeah, every doer of the word. It's worked for every doer of the word. You can't just sit there and be a hearer. You got to be a doer. Well, that's nice, Pastor Angela, but you know, you know, this kind of, you know, it's a little out of my comfort zone. Out of your comfort zone? Tests and trials, they're in your comfort zone. Afflictions, they're in your comfort zone. Lack in your bank account, that's in your comfort zone. Sickness, that's in your comfort zone. Well, I, su- I suggest and you find a way to count it all joy. That becomes your new, count, your new comfort zone. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
You know, it worked over in Second Chronicles. They put the singers out ahead of the army. We think, well, that's, that's, unless you don't like the singers, that's not a good idea. Well, Lord, we'd, we'd like a new crop of, you know, in the choir here, but we can't really get rid of these people, so we'll put them out there in front of the army. Let the other guys take care of them. It won't be our fault. We didn't dismiss them. No, they could put the singers out there with a backup of an army that wasn't even necessary because they went out singing and praising God because he's the one who had already run the battle for them. See, God's already won your battle for you. All you got to do is rejoice in the middle of it. Not just a little, praise you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. That's not going to get you very far. However intense the problem is how intense the joy needs to be. Mm-hmm. I stubbed my toe. Well, that doesn't take a whole lot of rejoicing. I broke my leg. That's a different story. Well, however intense the struggle is how intense your joy better become. Hallelujah. Paul and Silas stuck in jail, and it was not a nice place. If you ever read anything about the jails of the, of the old time, um, you know, a hole in the ground would be a high accommodation compared to what they endured. And yet they found themselves in a place where they prayed and sang praises to God. Their intensity level was matching their problem because all the prisoners heard them. Everybody in the place heard them. Everybody should hear you when there's something going on. Praising God. You don't have to say a word about your problem. You just begin to praise the one who is the answer, the one who is the way maker. You begin to praise and rejoice because of him. Hallelujah. And Paul and Silas did that. And when they did, the place was shaken and all the people's bands were loosed and the doors came open. Is that just a New Testament days of the early church kind of a thing? No. It's as effective today as it was 2,000 years ago. It's as necessary today as it was 2,000 years ago. Maybe more so. Listen, there are times when you have to just laugh at the devil. That's where your joy is. Maybe you haven't got any joy. Okay. Maybe it doesn't feel like it. But you've got to start somewhere. And this may sound like this. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Well, I don't really feel it. You don't have to feel it. Doesn't matter whether you feel it or not. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. You know, it it comes. The more you do it, the more real it becomes to you until you're laughing yourself silly. You know, the Bible says over in uh, Psalm 2, 4, talking about God, it says, he that sits in the heavens shall laugh. He will have them in derision. The NIV says that the Lord scoffs at them. You know, that's, that's thumbing your nose big time. 
It's that nana, nana, boo, boo kind of thing. Yeah. If the Lord can sit in the heaven and laugh, surely we ought to do the same thing. He's laughing because this whole thing is ridiculous. Do you honestly think you're going to win? Do you honestly think you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna pull this one over on anybody? I don't think so. That's the whole point. Listen, when Satan comes to you, he'll, he'll come at you in various times with various things. And most of the time, we will find ourselves in a place. You know, you know sometimes we, we, we go back and we look and we, and we think the children of Israel, you know, what were they thinking? I mean, God brought them through the Red Sea. He brought them out of Egypt. He brought them forth with silver and gold. There was not one feeble among their tribe. Over six million people came out, and there's not one feeble among them. He provided water out of a rock, manna from heaven, the quail that came a pillar of of fire by night, a pillar of cloud by day, and yet they turned their back on God and whined. Oh, it was better off in Egypt. We should just go back there. And we do the same thing. The same thing. See, the enemy is not concerned about your past victory. He's just going to tell you that this time it's not going to work. This time. This time is different. This situation is different. Oh, you've had healings before. Oh, provision has come for you before. Oh, relationships have been patched up before, but not this time. Not this time. And that's where you need to meet him head on with rejoicing. With rejoicing. Listen, God's not going to respond to your faith. He already has. Do you know anybody that you completely 100% trust their word? If they called you up and they said, I have a thousand dollars and I want to give it to you. I am going to put this check in the mail today and it's on its way. Would you go, Woo! yeah, hallelujah. Do you have it? No. Do you know how long it's going to take that post office to get it to you? I mailed Pastor Ike a birthday card one year. You know, back when you could put it in the slot that says High Springs Mail? All they had to do was take it from there, about 30 feet to his mailbox. And a week later, he says to me, Did you forget my birthday? And I went, "Uh, No, I didn't. And it finally showed up in his box. Listen, the check's in the mail. The check's in the mail. Hallelujah. The enemy might try to slow it down. He might try to stop it, but it's going to get there. The check's in the mail. See, the answer's on the way. And so I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to rejoice every time I think about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to rejoice in it. Glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'm just kind of scanning over this to see what I might want to leave in or leave out. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Go to 2 Corinthians 8. Glory to God, 2 Corinthians 8. Talking to the church in churches in Macedonia, specifically the Philippians. And in verse 2, it says, How in that great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep 
poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. Look what was paired together. Abundance of joy and deep poverty. Not just a little lack. Deep poverty. But an abundance of joy. What did it result in? Their liberality, their generosity. Well, now, if they had deep poverty, how could they be generous? Somehow, there was a need had to have been supplied. The the supply had to have come for them to become generous. But do you know how it came? It It came because of their abundance of their joy. The abundance of their joy. didn't matter how deep the poverty was. It was their abundance of joy that brought the, the things that they could be generous with. Hallelujah. Go with me to 1 Peter 4. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 12, it says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. Isn't that good news? As though some strange thing had happened to you. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings. That when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be also glad with exceeding joy. Exceeding joy. That term, exceeding joy, has been noted as being an indication of leaping, skipping, twirling, exceeding joy, exceeding joy, leaping, skipping, twirling. Oh, okay, Pastor Angel, I'm not too comfortable with that. Okay, out of my wheelhouse. Listen, you need to get in the wheelhouse. Go with me to 1 Peter 1. Verse 6, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if you need be, are in heaviness through manifold temptations. When do you need to greatly rejoice? When you're in, man, in heaviness through manifold temptations. You know, we, we, we ministered to Brother Steve, ministered to some people today that just had that spirit of heaviness on them. Listen. Praise God for the anointing. Thank God for the gifts of the Spirit that are in operation. But I'm telling you what, we can can keep that spirit of heaviness off of ourselves when we greatly rejoice. And the term greatly rejoice is the same term, if you looked it up, as the one over in 4.13 that says exceeding joy. Same one. Leaping, skipping, twirling. What I'm telling you is that there is a place that you need to get to that requires you letting go of the back of the seat in front of you. There is a place that means you don't sit in your seat and rejoice. You don't don't rejoice from a sitting position. That doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. And you know, it's one thing to say, okay, I see that. And another thing to be a doer of the word. Uh Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh, go back to 1 Peter 1. Hallelujah. Verse 5. Hallelujah. Verse 5. Uh, well, let's go back to, uh, let's just start in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us unto a lively, a lively, a lively hope. Not a dull, boring, lifeless, sober hope, but a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fades not away, reserved in heaven for you. See, the inheritance that God's reserved for us, there's part of it in heaven. There's part of it for us to enjoy right down here. It says, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. And it says, wherein ye greatly rejoice. Listen, that, that word, that phrase, last time, really means last days. We're in the last days. And we need to learn to rejoice in these last days. Part of what's going to bring the return of the king is the fact that the church of the living God is going to have to learn to rejoice. And in the rejoicing, answers come. And in the rejoicing, your provision is made. In the rejoicing, the harvest is brought in. Hallelujah. It goes on, says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Don't you want to be found in praise and honor? God wants to come back. He wants to send Jesus back for a church that's lifting up holy hands, whose mouths are filled with the praises of the true God, whose mouths are filled with the, with the praise of our Lord and Savior. Not people who act like they're beat down, who are hiding out. Listen, we need to be out there on the front lines, just like the singers of the Old Testament, praising God, lifting up the name of the one who sits on the throne of heaven. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Verse 8, whom having not seen you love, in whom though you now see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. There are some aspects of your joy that are not spoken. Did you know that? Twirling, leaping, skipping. Those are aspects and expressions of our joy. There's not spoken things, but there are things that can be seen. There are things that can be demonstrated. There are things that other people can see. On the day of Pentecost, when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, it wasn't just a matter of what they heard. It was a matter of what they heard and what they saw. Joy. Unspeakable. There are some aspects of joy that we haven't tapped into yet. There are some parts of rejoicing that we haven't experienced yet. Ah, but I think I found a people. 
I think I found a place, hallelujah, that are ready to learn how to rejoice. Just like this morning, we were in a learning mode of what it means to worship God, to spend time in his presence, to not get in a hurry and let him do what he wants to do. There's also a place for us to learn how to rejoice. Not because we feel it, but because it's the thing to do. It's the thing to do. Don't wait until the the musicians play a certain song that gets us all revved up. Come in ready. That's right, Miss Iris. Come in ready. Come in rejoicing. I'm, I'm looking forward to the day when I see you dance in the doors. Come on, skip down that aisle. Twirl down that aisle. You know, Facebook is one of those interesting things, you know, that has a lot of, you know, a lot of pluses and minuses. But several years ago, I happened to see this thing that went all over the internet, you know, this couple's wedding, and they opened the doors, and the music started, and, and, they, and, the, and, the, and the, the bridesmaids and the groomsmen came dancing down the aisle. They all danced all their way down to the front. I'm not sure that's really kosher in church, but, you know, not in that situation. I mean, a wedding is supposed to be a serious event, but, uh, but they danced their way down the aisle, and I thought, it occurred to me the other day when I was looking at this, it occurred to me, you know, wouldn't that be what the people of God should do? Oh, man, we're here in attendance, Lord. We're here to cooperate with you. We're here because we've been called together for an event. It's called church. doesn't matter whether it's Sunday morning, Sunday night. Wednesday night, we're here for an event, and I'm going to dance my way right on in. Yeah. It'll do you a lot of good, but I'm so tired. Rejoice. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Isn't that what the Word says? You're going to get tired, you're going to stay tired until you learn to rejoice. If you're just going to be tired, talk about how tired you all are, are, all, are all the time, then that tells me that you're not rejoicing very much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you're acting all kind of gnarly and not being good as you ought to be, as that you really are, I know you've not been rejoicing. Hallelujah. That was a lot of, a lot of things there. Hallelujah. Listen, it's, an, it's a decision. Rejoicing is a decision. The praise and worship team should not have to come in here and spend 14 songs to get people to rejoice. Uh-huh. Preach it. Amen. That's right. I think I will. Hallelujah. A couple of weeks ago on a Sunday morning, pastor came in ready, charged up. We didn't get anywhere. I remember a day years ago in the old church when everybody came in like that. And about, who who was there that day? About 1120, he shut his Bible and said, well, since y'all aren't interested, you can just go on home. Does anybody remember that? Oh, yeah. And everybody went, oh, oh, okay, okay. We're sorry, Pastor. We're sorry, Pastor. We're sorry. Too late. Go home. (laughs) Listen, that's a terrible thing. That's a terrible thing. God wants to do more 
and more and more and more. Every time we come together, a divine purpose, a divine plan, a divine anointing, and a divine appointment that he wants accomplished every time we gather together. And the best way for that to happen is for us to come in with with a heart, an attitude of rejoicing because all that he has done for me. Doesn't matter what the world has done to me the last few days while I've been out there having to hang around them. It only matters that I'm here now in the presence of Almighty God with a corporate anointing in this place, and I'm going to rejoice. And I'm going to take out of here with me everything He means for me to have before I leave this place tonight. But it's going to come because we intend and make a decision to rejoice. The exit ramp out of every test and every trial is paved with joy. You want to get out of it? Oh, there's the exit ramp. Let's get off here. You're not getting off unless you go have the joy paver in front of you. Not going to happen. Lillian B. Yeomans made this statement. She said, there is nothing you can't praise your way out of. Conversely, I can say this. There is nothing you can't praise your way into. Are there some things you want to come into your life? Begin to rejoice. There's some things you want to leave. Rejoice. They have to go. You want some things to come in? Rejoice. Pave the way for them to come in. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody asked Smith Wigglesworth one time, how, how do you get up in the mornings? What's your routine? And he said, I get up and I dance before the Lord for at least 10 minutes. Well, did that do him any good? Well, I would say probably yes. Since he's had over 20 people raised from the dead, documented instances in his ministry of people raised from the dead. Did his rejoicing do him any good? Yeah. And there's at least 20 people who are thankful for it. Thankful for it. Glad he was a man who would get up and, and spend his time worshiping and praising and dancing before the Lord. David danced before the Lord with all his might. And he had a wife who said, oh, that's ridiculous. Didn't you look wonderful out there today? And he goes, woman, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. Listen, I want us to get ourselves to the place where we examine ourselves and and our concept of what rejoicing is all about, what it really means, and make a determination. We're going to become expert at rejoicing. Experts. Experts. Not just the occasional, okay, I slipped into it. Because after all, I'm surrounded by people who are rejoicing. It's easy to rejoice when you're here. When you're full of, got a place full of people who know how to rejoice, you know, we feed off of one another. 
maybe I come in, I don't really feel so hot. I don't, you know, everything just kind of, you know, I got things weighing on my mind, one thing or another. But I come in here, you know, and you're rejoicing. People around me are rejoicing. It's easy to let go of that and get into that same rejoicing flow. But see, the expert rejoicer does it alone. Does it in their private life. Does it in their own private time when nobody else is around. Just ready to let the devil know who's boss. You're under my feet, bud. You're under my feet. You got no other place to go but down here under my feet. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 You got something to add, Brother Steve? Um, Over in uh, Romans in chapter 14 and verse uh, 17, you can turn there. I just like what the Holy Spirit's uh, been doing today. Amen. Say amen if 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 you've been enjoying it. Praise God. Uh, Mark Mark hit on this. Pastor Angela's hitting on this. I I like this because you might be saying, well, is all this that important? Hmm. Is all this that important? I mean, is what she's talking about that important? Is what Brother Mark was talking about all that important? Is all that important? Well, let's just see what Paul had to say. In verse 17, he says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but listen to this, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God. So if we're looking to have more of the kingdom of God, if we want the kingdom of God to come down to earth, Come on, if that's our job is to bring what's so in the heavens down to earth. Come on, if that's part of our destiny, if that's part of our calling, if that's part of what we're called and destined to do is to bring those things that are of heaven down to earth. Glory to God. We're seated together with him in heavenly places. If he that sits in heaven laughs, come on, if he that sits in heaven laughs, if he or she that sits, we're seated together in heavenly places. When she read that verse, it went off. God's not the only one sitting in heaven. But the Father has raised us up to be seated together with Jesus in heavenly places at his right hand. Glory to God. So if he that sits in heaven laughs, glory to God. The kingdom of God. We're to bring what's so in the kingdom of God and bring it down right here to earth. Glory to God. When we're in the building, when we're outside of the building, there's supposed to be a continual flow, a continual flow from the kingdom of heaven into us and out of us. Glory to God. And it is a flow of righteousness because without righteousness, without understanding who we are, we'll not experience the peace and joy. So righteousness is first, but there's supposed to be a continual flow of righteousness making known glory to God what Jesus has done for the for the world a flow of righteousness and then that righteousness is flavored glory to God come on with peace and joy in the Holy Ghost joy in the Holy Ghost peace that floods like a river At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. 
If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.